You're listening to The Endless Party with your hosts, Megan Elijah Armstrong. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Endless Party. Welcome back. This is episode 52. 52! The NICU party. The NICU party. So there's a lot involved in this one. So our little baby girls were in the NICU for 35 days. 35 days. 35 they were born long at, days. Yeah, they were born at 3 pounds, 4 ounces, 33 weeks, and 2 days. So obviously that just brought prematurity complications. Yeah. So nothing was wrong with them other than they were small and a little early. So they're perfectly healthy babies. They're up big time in weight and they're doing really well so in case you were wondering yeah all, um, all things are good they're super healthy yeah they're great little babies you wouldn't have ever guessed they were in the NICU other than that their birthday is November 11th technically yeah so there's a few things that we wanted to talk about in this episode mainly obviously our experience with the NICU mm-hmm. which was good and bad just like all experiences are but we've tried to focus on the positives yes um, so first of all, I want to like just express our utmost appreciation and gratitude for the countless nurses that give so willingly of their time. Um, yes. it's because of them that our little baby girls are even alive and healthy and, and thriving, thriving and doing well. And there's so many nurses up at that NICU here in Pocatello that we owe so much to and that made our experience that much better and that much sweeter because we had the opportunity to meet them and so we're extremely grateful for those in the medical field that really just give their time and their attention and love to the betterment of really everybody and so we appreciate that thank you nurses yeah thank you you, anybody who's a nurse yes um so a couple things that as as soon as we started going to the NICU I started to kind of understand a little more and my understanding was this the world would be a little better place if we kind of treated it as if it was a NICU you know for example like the the biggest thing nobody has a problem if nobody has a problem washing their hands if it involves a tiny NICU baby Nobody problem has nobody has a problem speaking a little softer if it involves a tiny NICU baby. Nobody has a problem being gentle, being kind, if it involves a tiny NICU baby. And there's so many small and simple things at the NICU that we could even use as an example. But those three were immediate. You know, for example, my my family. I come from a very like rambunctious and loud family in a, in a very real sense. Um, my dad's a very intense guy. I think I've talked about him in previous podcasts, but he's he was a wrestling coach for 35 years, and because of that, he always sounds like he's coaching, um, which isn't a bad thing. It's a great thing, but no matter what he talks about, it's like passionate, and as soon as he comes in at an IQ, he's just this gentle giant. It's interesting. It's not just him. It's no, everybody. It's everybody. There was like this certain like spirit and like peacefulness at the NICU that everybody Almost there's respected. a sacredness to Pretty it. much. You know, and so as soon as we got to the NICU, we we had no problem washing our hands. We had no problem talking quieter. I mean, who would, right? 
And that was our experience, is there wasn't a single soul in that NICU that had a problem with any of the rules or guidelines at that NICU. And so one thing that we've really tried to implement and really moving forward since we've gotten our baby girls home is just the understanding that it is so much easier if there's a tiny baby involved to be a better person. Right. But what's so interesting is that those tiny babies grow up to be people like you and I. So why wouldn't we just treat everybody the same way? The same. Right? Right? Why would why would we treat a little bit why would we treat a little baby better than a grown person? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we give just as much care and attention and love to everybody? And that's the whole understanding of this is like when you reprimand, for example, if somebody's a business owner who's watching or listening to this, or if you yourself are an employee, I'm sure you've been reprimanded either by, heck, even if you're a student, you've probably been reprimanded by a teacher or a coach or a parent. And there's a way, there's a time and a place for correction, don't get me wrong, but you can do it with love, you can do it with kindness, you can do it with gentleness, just like you would correct a child, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, why wouldn't we treat them, all people, the way that we treat tiny NICU babies? And don't get me wrong. Obviously, you're not going to coddle them and all these things that you would with a baby. But you definitely should strive to just be a better person to all people. And that's really what we tried to take away even from the NICU is these nurses were so incredible. But also just the people in general really impacted our lives in a very profound way and we and and don't get me wrong we could have taken the bad because there was a lot of things the NICU that we didn't agree with but instead we tried to focus on the good and because of that I think it's made us better people absolutely I think another thing we learned just at our time you know at the NICU is that I I just I don't know how to phrase it, but something we learned is, like, the importance of befriending everybody. Oh, yeah. And because, so because we spent 35 days in the NICU, and Elijah and I went to the NICU every day for 35 days for half the day. Five to six hours a day. Right, and, I mean, let's just, like, give, like, let's just talk about really quick what they looked like. So we would get up. Mind you, I'm pumping every three hours Uh to make sure that they have enough milk to eat or whatever, but... So on top of pumping, every day for six hours, we took a time out of our day and we'd go up to the NICU and we would hold and love and read and talk to and sing to Mm -hmm. and try to like bond with our babies. And that was really important just to, I think, anyway, so that was just important, but it was important to their development. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it was vital, you know, it's necessary. (laughs) Anyways, but... Because we were there for five or six hours every day, we started to, like, create friends. Like, our friends were the NICU nurses and the yeah. staff at the NICU. Everybody at the That NICU was our friends. social because we wouldn't leave our – like, we would be home or we would be at the NICU. Right, we, did. we didn't want to get sick because then you can't see your babies, right? So, so it was NICU and home. That anyways, was and so something that really helped that experience, too, was, like, the power and just, like – friendship and human connection Mm -hmm. and even though like the people there were paid like paid to like take Take care care of our our babies and like be around us you know like it you know it just it taught us the importance of like befriending the people there because that made the experience so much better well it reminds me of that book by dale carnegie that um how to win friends and influence people right and in no way were we trying to influence people up at the NICU 
but we definitely were trying to win friends. And there were small things that we implemented from that book without even knowing it. And I think most people do naturally, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to win friends if you just strike up conversations with people. But it was fascinating to me how warm and friendly those people were right back to us. Mm -hmm. They reciprocated it. And here's what was crazy, actually. As soon as we started to, like, just really be our authentic selves and be lively in our personalities and really just, like... Like, for example, one of our favorite nurses, her name was Lisa. And there was a couple times that Lisa wasn't our nurse. And so we would just, like, yell. Not yell, but, like, a loud whisper to her. Be like, Lisa! And immediately Lisa would turn around. And and Lisa was kind of a more shy personality, if you would say, right? And what was fascinating about it is that she would kind of turn around and she would kind of, like, just glow, Right? But it was like a like a like you're embarrassing me glow. But you could tell that she really appreciated it, um, and it was just small and simple things like that that we implemented. That all of a sudden these people became our genuine we friends. friends with them. Like we've actually ran into a couple of them outside of the NICU now, and we're and like, oh my word. We do the same thing. Like we yell like their names, and then all of a sudden they like just brighten up. Because they genuinely were our friends during yeah, that they, time. Well, and they, you could tell, I mean, during that situation too, it's hard. It's hard on a parent. It's hard on a family to experience that. And these nurses go through it every single day. And they see these babies. And they have just these tender hearts. And so they really feel for the parents. And because of that, there's an even greater bond and a greater connection with these nurses because you, you really give them the trust of your baby. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it's really just an incredible experience in and of itself to have to go through that. Yeah, I was going to kind of talk a little bit more about that. I think we are, I mean, first and foremost, we're so thankful for the NICU and for the hospital because because of the hospital and because of the doctors and modern medicine, You're alive I'm alive and our babies, and our babies are, alive. are alive. And not only are they alive, they're happy they're thriving. and thriving. And like, like we said, there's no indication that they even spent time in the NICU. But I wanted to say something, a couple things. Number one, I think I had this connotation that if your baby's in the NICU, then they're sick and they're not yeah. doing well. And that's what was so interesting about like the atmosphere of the NICU. It didn't feel like we were in this like section of the hospital full of sick babies. What it was is it was a space Growing for these babies. babies to grow and develop. Yeah. And it was kind of so special because we got this extra time with our babies. Instead of them being born at 40 weeks, we had the special time to be with them at 33. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the perspective, you know, just the mindset we had as right, we were we there. We got bonus time. We what, got bonus time. Uh, even nurses And it was it. so special to watch their development from mm-hmm. these three-pound babies to make it home at almost five pounds, right? Mm-hmm. We brought them home at about four, 13, yeah, 4, 14, basically five, five pounds. pounds. But it was so special to like watch you know, that Their development growth. that you that you don't get to see when they're, you know, in utero. So it was really cool. Yeah, I agree for sure. It was actually interesting too is at the NICU, they have to go through some pretty hard things, right? Because they have to grow. And in, in order for that to happen, you have to put them in what's called isolates. But it was cool too is the NICU would call it their little houses. Mm-hmm. And like, so on the outside of the NICU, the little isolates, it said... Um, my house was changed on this day, or mm-hmm. my house was cleaned on this day. And so it was just a lot nicer for even the parents to be able to like, hey, I'm going to put you back into your house. 
after we had to go home for ourselves and everything else. Instead of be like, I have to put you back in your isolate. Right. Where you're going to be alone by yourself, you know, for the next right. hours. Um, instead, it was like, I want to put you in your little house so you can grow and thrive. Yeah. I think that's kind of touched on the next thing I wanted to talk about. And that was, there are so many beautiful things at the NICU. But the one of the things that definitely did teach us because of the, you know, because of like its nature is there is nothing worse than saying goodbye to your baby every day and knowing that they're growing and developing and you're not there for it because realistically elijah and i couldn't be there 24 7 we had to sleep and we had to develop and they had to develop without our stimulation and what was interesting too is the NICU can sometimes mentally get to you and so you can't spend all day every day for a month like a month being at that NICU it's going to start to get to you and it'll start to get to your babies but there was nothing worse like I cried so many times as we were driving away from that hospital because I was like you were leaving your babies and it was so sad and it is really sad you know and it's a really hard thing to do and we had you do it for 35 days and any parent who experienced the NICU like completely understands what that means and I think it's definitely harder on the mother than it is the the father just because the mother had that baby with her uh 24 7 365 for nine months or in Meg's case seven months and now all of a sudden you just have to leave them Right. I will say, though, I think because of the time they spent in the NICU, I mean, something that I've tried to look at is, like, let's just be transparent. Caring for two premature NICU twins is really hard. Yeah, some days, it was real. And some days when our babies are crying at us for 12 hours straight, it feels like, or it's just a rougher day and I just feel so overwhelmed and so sad. I can think back. Some, then, I, then I can think back and I think, Oh my goodness! So much better I'm so glad that they're home here with me, even though I'm so sad and they're sad and we're like, no one's sleeping and it's really hard. But it's like I would rather have them home with me than be up there being taken care of by somebody else. Yeah, and so that's like I think one of the things that one of the positives of the NICU experience is that I think it helped prepare us for just the rigor of taking care of twins because it's hard it's really hard like just to give you a prequel into our next episodes um the first 10 days that they got home we didn't sleep we really did pull 10 all night i'm not even playing it's not an exaggeration we pulled 10 all nighters it was really bad Um, (laughs) it's not even funny i don't know why i'm laughing but then you you look back and like really think back to the NICU and you understand like how hard it was for you to leave these kids at the NICU. And so all of a sudden those 10 days of no sleep become a little bit easier. Not saying they're easy by any means because they they're not. They were so hard. They were garbage. <laughs> like I felt like garbage. Meg felt like garbage. It was. Like you want to. We are very optimistic people. And I was at I was my so wits end. I was I've, so depressed. I'm so good at keeping my cool. But we were both like. I hated everyone. Life is horrible. I hated everything. We should have never got married. We, we should. shouldn't have had kids. It really you was know. that bad. Sleep down. De- okay. Like, also, act- this is actually really what? funny. Just real quick. Then you can go. Um, one of Meg's aunts actually had a baby at the same time. So oh, she had one baby. And we've kind of been texting back and forth with yes. her. Yes. And she she's hilarious. But she sent a message. And she's like, I just sent you guys a message that I had a conversation with my husband over text. And I highlighted the important parts. And all she highlighted was, 
this is really hard. And then and her this husband. Is so hard. And then her husband said, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, it's hard. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth it or that we don't really appreciate these little balls of joy and these blessings because no, they no, are a blessing no. and they are so great. And it's in the hardship that it makes them so meaningful yeah. because we have worked really hard to keep them alive and keep them here with us. I will say, also, I think we can talk a little bit about this in this episode. So eventually we did bring them home and like we explained, mm-hmm. 10 days of no sleep. I think the hardest, I, for me, the hardest part of being a parent is actually the sleep deprivation. I feel like I could, if I never had to sleep, I feel like I could manage oh, easily. our babies like so much better. But the fact is, is that I need We're sleep and regeneration. And when you don't get sleep, it just makes everything so dark. These balls so of joy dark. turn into demons. <laughs> Right? And it's not to say that they are demons. It's just because you are slow sleep What really deprived. happens is you become the yes, demon. Yes, you become the demon. Not That's them. exactly. You're but in, the demon. But in your head, you're like, you were a nightmare. But they're not. They're, they're really not. not. They're, they're just babies, babies, right? And they're actually really good babies. But in your head, because you're so sleep deprived, you become a monster. Yes. And so it's interesting. And that that is really the hardest part about being a parent is the sleep deprivation. That's what I think. That's what I've learned. Oh, absolutely. Because of that, that's what makes you turn into a monster. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes everything just... That's what makes harder. anybody a monster. Like, Seriously, think about it. Why is sleep so crucial to I don't a human? Know, but it is necessary. And then, and I just don't, honestly, also, this experience has, like, given me so much respect for people anybody with multiples, who, especially yeah, single especially, mothers. Especially I have, I have, I don't know how single mothers and multiple babies, like, that's so hard. I, yeah, I don't know how it's even possible. Like, you have to have help, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you have to. Like, if there wasn't two of us, like, she would have to go call her mom up. I would need some help. Live in Arizona for a while. Like, you'd, you'd have to have help. Like, it's really intense. Right. I think another thing I just wanted to share about this whole experience of labor delivery and then having these NICU twins is that there was so much good that came out of it. And because of this experience, we were able to be, like we were really humbled by the support and love that we felt from so many different people. Oh yeah. And I just want to express my gratitude for all those individuals who have been so generous and who have like family, taken friends, time to love and know. support our family through this time. Yeah, yeah it's it was been incredible. So, such a blessing for I sure. honestly felt like I don't want to cry, but I honestly felt like I didn't have any friends or like people that cared about us here. And I was so wrong because through this experience, there have been so many people that have come and just supported our family mm-hmm. and been here for us and been there for me to cry or just to listen or just to, you know, bring us dinner or give us a nice baby gift. And I just have been so grateful for all of those no, like people who have been like angels in our lives and no, like blessings. For sure. I get the one thing I actually wanted to add in the NICU party episode is this too. If you are a parent that's experiencing the NICU and you don't agree with something the doctor or the nurses are doing, you it is within your right to say something. So the NICU experience was beautiful and it was incredible. And 99% of it was really just a blessing and a benefit. 
There was 1% though that we actually had to step in as parents and say actually this is not okay and we're not going to do this to our child. And understand that it is completely appropriate. In fact, it is necessary for you, you as a parent to advocate for your kids. Okay. And thank heavens we just have good parents of our own that really helped us to kind of be like, hey, like, so this is what's going on. What would you do? And they're very wise and more experienced, you know, a little crazy, but they, we love them to death. But because of their love and their support to us, we were able to do, give our love and support to our children, right? Because all of a sudden we had the example of our really good parents to be like, okay, we need to be really good parents and we need to step in and recognize that we, at the end of the day, know what's best for our child. And so that's, the, that's one thing I wanted to really emphasize is that if you do have a child, even if it's not a NICU baby and something is going on in their life that you don't agree with, say something like do something about it advocate for your kid absolutely Mm -hmm. i think i just wanted to close this um episode with just my new understanding and appreciation for all parents yeah and first of all all parents but second of all all women and if you are a mother who is experiencing birth and delivery and that first and parent who's experiencing that first couple months of a newborn baby I just want to like I just wish I could empower you through the screen that you know you are strong and you are brave and you can you can work through this and you you can like you you can do it you can and there are moments where it doesn't feel like you can and that you don't think that you are enough but you are all that your baby needs Mm -hmm. and you're enough and you can do it no absolutely so i mean hats off to all parents because it puts it in perspective that having a kid one how much your parents love you and two how much respect and admiration you have for anybody that's willing to have a child yeah you know husband and wife like whoever you are like it's a big deal have a kid and so all all power to you and all respect to you for sure absolutely all right i think that's all i wanted yeah. to talk about so today. that was the nicu party if you've had your own experience with the nicu let us know like or if you were a nicu kid yourself would let us know because if there's any twins out there i'm sure they would like to hear about it someday not right now because they don't understand but eventually uh and lastly it, go listen to our other episodes let us know what you think And until next time, thanks guys. Peace. See ya. You've been listening to The Endless Party. Please feel free to join us over at our website, theendlessparty.com, for more of our content. Also, we would love to hear from you. Leave some comments and let us know what you're interested in us talking about. Seriously, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever it is the platform says to do so that we can keep partying together.